Welcome back to the Returners Podcast. This is Ajit. On this episode, I go solo with my friends, Amory and Carlos. Um, Jesse was sadly unavailable. We are screening the film Pearl, which is a prequel to the film X, which none of us had seen. <laughs> um, initially, we had a different film in mind, but because of scheduling conflicts, we switched films very late in the process to Pearl. So we might come at this film with a different perspective. Enjoy. Welcome to The Returners. I'm with Amory. <laughs> what? <laughs> keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know. Yeah. All right. And that's Amory. <laughs> Carlos. Yum, 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 yum. There's, there's and... no possible response to that one. All right. Welcome back to The Returners Podcast. I'm here with Amory. Hello. With, and with Carlos. Hey. <laughs> Two really good friends of mine. We're going to watch the film. Uh, you don't even remember now. Pearl. Uh, Pearl. Right. Ty West. Is yes. that his name? Have you guys heard anything about this film? I looked it up. It's totally out of my choose realm. I would not choose this movie. Same. I know. It's weird because, but then the reviews have been pretty decent. Oh, the t- I should say the people that I follow on Twitter have recommended this film. Your friends. My best buddies. <laughs> best buds. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have picked it either. And honestly, this... Like... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Did I sound dead inside? <laughs> what do you want to watch? No, I don't know. But I, I don't really care for horror either. My daughter in the last year has become a huge Marvel fan. And I totally geek out on it because now she's collecting comics and like she's really into a bunch of the TV shows. And it's um, just been really fun to share that kind of awakening for her on that front. Um, and uh, and it's made some of the Marvel movies different for me, like the Marvel shows that some people complain about. Like, I, it's not that I see them through my daughter's eyes. My daughter's 15. Um, but hearing how she responds to them really tilts how I view them. Some of the heroes I would have dismissed she's all about and I'm like "Mm, like what you're kind of right like uh, the golden scarab and moon knight she got really into moon knight and she and it's like the the female heroes really resonate for her Um, and then I think about the importance of her being a 15 year old girl who's getting this kind of she's getting a real boost from seeing it I think hey Marie is this your first time back yes it is I haven't been God, who knows um I have had a baby, so that kind of uh, puts a little wrench in the system. Takes a tiny bit of time. Takes, it, takes some time. Emery, anything you're looking forward in the film? Um, <clears throat> so it looked like, in some weird ways, that it looked like um, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's strange. Like the look of it or the style. Carlos, anything you're looking forward to for the film? Seeing whether or not I squeak. Or get really scared. <laughs> oh my god, I want to really pay attention to that as well. <laughs> oh, I really hope you squeak. That is going to be amazing. Does squeak indicate fear? Yeah, fear. Yeah. For sure. yeah, fear. <laughs> All right, let's go see it then. Okay. All right, All right. it's um, 6.45. 15 minutes past our screening time. And we are looking at a blue screen. 
<laughs> Amy Marie is asleep. <laughs> she lasted longer than we thought. Uh, we, we got a free Apple TV remote. Yeah. We thought we could turn on got the movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> we get there, a little late, hoping the trails have been playing for 10 minutes. And we get there, there's a blue screen with an Apple remote, like, on our seat. And so we try hitting the play button, nothing happens. <laughs> um, just a blue screen, and, and uh, that was for 10 minutes. Then Carlos, thankfully, you know, did, did you go back? To, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I asked them. I asked them just to, I was like, hey, it's a blue screen. I think it should be, think it should be started by now. <laughs> and, and so then they turn it on, and I'm hoping it's like, okay, we're going to go right to the movie. No. It starts from scratch. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, that was a so we watch. Right. Uh, we we watch co- Coke ads. We watch something like something else, like a couple of ads, right? Then we watch the trailer. They even bookended our experience by turning the lights on during that credit scene, which I thought was wholly inappropriate. I was yeah. like, clearly the movie's not over. Like, really, you threw the lights on. voice you're hearing is a person sitting next to me, his name is Peter. He clearly loved the film and was so passionate about it that um, I spoke to him after the screening. Thank you for doing this. No problem. So can I get your name? Peter. Peter? Yeah. Okay. And Peter, um, it was definitely a very strange movie. It felt like there was a lot of things that kind of went over my head. Mm-hmm. Do you mind giving us a context on what, where this movie stands, like the yeah. prequel and all that? So what you were seeing was, as a prequel, this is the lead character from the original movie. And she plays dual roles, which you will come to find out. But in the original movie, X, it's about a group of porn stars that are going to make a porno. And they rent this cabin on the farm. And that's their location for doing this porno and it turns out that the owners don't appreciate that type of work being done on their farm so and, and she's one of the two characters or she she yeah no. so she's right now you saw her as the head mother and then in the new movie you'll see her not only as the head mother in old person's form but you'll see her as the young star of the porno the film finished and you were so excited. Tell me yes. why you were excited. Because it was, Ty West is so weird in such a fabulous manner. When you see the original, you will see that he followed the whole format of 70s porn with the type of filming he does. But also, he took a simple horror movie and turned it into something graceful and beautiful. Like in the first one, you'll see photography that you won't see in any other horror movie, the way things are done. He added so much class to such a trashy story and elevated it that it was like fantastic. So I couldn't wait to see this one. Like the person in X, mm-hmm. you were kind of like, who's this person? And does this film answer that question for you? Oh yes, it does. Yeah. And it is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you. It was Thank a pleasure you. meeting you. Thank you have you. a good night. You too. All right. Um, so that was Peter. He was definitely a fan. I clearly did not research his film I mean, I think they should give us a heads up, like, this film's a prequel to this movie. Well, it said it on did. the... It probably the, did, yeah. The, um, <laughs> uh, poster. In did the it really? Thing. Yeah. Oh. This was better for not knowing X, you know? Like, if we end it's up true. watching X, maybe it'll be a whole different experience, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, 
we but don't know. Clearly, there's a following. The yeah, Peter, Peter was into and it. then the guy that worked at the theater. That That's true. true. He was. They were the, and they were enthusiastic. Very. Like, yeah. Like they had. They there was a there was a passion to what they were talking about. Oh, who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I totally, <laughs> totally wanted to go first. <laughs> um, well, so I, I think my the funny initial reaction is that I don't think I liked it, but yet I do think there's a part of me that kind of wants to see X. Because right. I'm like, gosh, would that make it better? Would I suddenly have a whole different perspective? I mean, I, I don't know why. It's not my style of movie. So I, I kind of think it won't. But it, it was, um, I don't know, it was intriguing enough to kind of want to see, you know, what motivated this, uh, this prequel, you know, why, like, why was this an important piece to the story that the director, I guess, was telling. In the end, it's like, you know, it's, a, it's sad because she's so disturbed and there's an element to that like being so directly exposed to how disturbed she is is a little tough like psychologically it's not my favorite thing to have to wrap my head around and 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 watch um but i thought her whole little monologue there to her husband was great um but it was also maybe not the most comfortable thing that i, I would necessarily put myself in again I don't know. <laughs> that's was that an opinion yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Hey, Marie. Um, you know, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty slow at first, but then again, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be like very of like a fast kind of slasher film either and I guess also learning that it's like a prequel you're getting like a lot of the backstory and therefore it's just are we though I guess I don't but, know because I feel like I still don't understand like I still don't quite understand what Peter was saying yeah like I, I don't understand I don't understand her, like her yeah understand. that's true no I was actually yeah gonna gonna say that but still but yet I still don't know her motive of why she's so disturbed and this feels like a fan film yeah. right and so I am really curious I'm like Lacoste I'm with you like, I want I, I want to watch X to see if like this is worthy of another film right. that's even co- more confusing and requires another prequel for me to get to what is going <laughs> on, right? <laughs> like I feel like it's, it's going to keep going into the past, like you know the yeah. the nineteen nineteen tens and then the the eighteen hundreds. Feels like it just keeps on going in terms of I don't know. It, it, it's confusing. <sighs> what do you think? Well, I, 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 I was in pain, I feel like, because, <laughs> yeah. because like, it's, it's like a film that is very original in some ways, but then there's times when it's like watching someone like, like scratch their nail across a chalkboard. Like mm-hmm. it's really, they are trying to get a reaction that's very, um, it's not campy, but it's somewhere between like, like where we, I they're kind of trolling the audience in terms of like, how much can you take from this moment right and like there's like the end scene for example is this long scene where she's you know like um she's giving out a fake smile and the entire credits happens over a face where she is 
that fakes it, it happens over minutes, right? And she's holding on to that fake smile. Yeah. And she's crying towards the end almost, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the, how the film is. The monologue was great, but then it keeps going and going, mm-hmm. right? Everything mm-hmm. is like to push your buttons to a point where you just want to like stop and like just ask them to, you know. I think this is funny you say that because I don't know if you noticed. I thought you were making fun of me, but I think we did it too in sync in the theater. And, 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 and Henry, maybe you heard it, but there was a point where you and I had the biggest size. <laughs> and we did it almost in sync. And it was just like. <sighs> <laughs> and I was like, is he making fun of me? And I was like, no, no, he did it. It was too close. It's too close. He couldn't just be making fun of me. Maybe it was around that monologue. But yeah. I like, maybe it was like just a, like we were holding our breath for that yeah. long and we were like, oh my God, like, oh, I can't believe it. It, I, it ended. I kept thinking that it was, I kept thinking it was ending like maybe 30 <laughs> minutes before. I, I, it I kept... ended, like finally. I mean, I get, and also I just kept thinking like, Again, like the Wizard of Oz, like there's no place like home. Like she never could leave. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And the I, scarecrow. So, did you understand the connection between Wizard of Oz and this? It just felt like she, her character was very similar to Dorothy and mm. just very innocent ish. I mean, obviously, Dorothy's not swinging an axe, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's just they just felt similar. In a way. I, I, maybe like Dorothy and Pearl have the same like they feel they feel trapped yeah and they're almost like they're kind of in, a, in their own fantasy world and mm-hmm. they, they can't see reality and that reality comes to you know kind of wakes them up a little bit you know kind of thing well yeah anytime reality really gets in front of her she just yeah. freaks yeah it wasn't just it, total she was a great actress though yeah, yeah. Like, I mean did it you feel good. like she I mean that was a great performance I she mm-hmm. was good the actress Mia Goth um That's did you guys see Mia. that she wrote it too with she really? him to oh. tire oh I didn't see that part. I did not know that but the other thing is, like, it didn't add up to... That's, uh, in the end, this is where I, I think it falls flat. It doesn't add up to something. Like, mm. it, it's not like the film, like... It, it's still, to me, like a, a film that's very, like, just open-ended in so many different ways. It's it's not even a closure of any kind. It, and maybe X is that closure. The director achieved what they wanted, which was to make us, like, feel the angst or whatever of the main character. And I felt it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, um, and I suppose the crazy, right? I think I still think the one thing I thought is interesting, especially because I don't love horror or slasher as a as a genre. It's not something I seek out. Is that they really did do an amazing job of making the violence seem pretty like nothing. Yeah. Like mm. even the deaths, they were so they were almost campy that they were they weren't hard to digest. It wasn't disturbing to watch it even. I think her dis- level of disturbedness was harder to take in than the uh, than the actual violence that she committed. You know, part of me, I feel like, wanted to feel sympathy for her, mm. but part of me, like, just didn't. And it's not because she was a killer, it was just because I, I don't really know what's going on with you. Like, other than, obviously, you have a lot of stuff, but... They don't totally explain, outside of just an assumption of she's a sociopath. Yeah. They don't really give you a great reason for why she's missing that piece. Or, yeah. Because you know, it's not, the mom is 
is not nice to her. Yeah. True. Yes. And was the mom really mean to her? Like, this is what I didn't understand. Like, the mom was strict. Strict. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean, is it wasn't clear that she was necessarily cruel towards yeah. her. Just maybe, a li- just maybe a little strict. Yeah. And um, also, she can just leave, right? Like, why can't, why can't Pearl just leave? Out like but, this? and that's the implication when the mom talks about, like, you know, I've seen the things you do and what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but they don't really explain, like, is this something she had been... Had she been killing small, helpless animals as a child? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I think that's kind of the implication. Mm-hmm. That duck scene was really effective, though. I was like, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, okay, I was hopeful that this was going to lead to something really good. Right, and then it kind of took a while to get to... It took a long time. A long time. More of that. Yeah. Yeah, so do you think the killings should have started earlier? Because I don't even know... <laughs> I, I Like, I'm thinking back to what happened from the from the duck to the next one next killing and I don't I don't remember any of it I know there's a lot right. of like things that like the, a lot of plot things happening like we meet other characters but there isn't like this like it, it's just like the space in between you know mm-hmm. I do remember thinking it was weird that she was bathing in front of her dad oh my yeah, god that was a, that so is a weird element weird. to it yeah oh my god I what agree. was that about like yeah, I don't know. I guess, but then again, it's just like she's pretty innocent and maybe just doesn't even think anything about it. I don't. But then I don't again, know. I, don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think she thought about it. Okay. <laughs> the scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was that was that was a great <laughs> scene. I did like did like that scene. So, for I some strange America. reason, I feel like I, I feel like. <laughs> you when did you not? see this movie, you didn't who, like that scene. Who's this normal person here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like that scene. I mean, I like the way like, it was it, weird. It, it, it kind of like like they were cutting back and forth between the projectionist and and the scarecrow. Oh, yeah, with the face. Yeah, and yeah. towards the end, when uh, the projectionist comes, you know, like not towards the end, but like in, whenever he comes to the house, he he wears a hat. Like he's comfortable in that hat. Like mm. you know, that was kind of like, I was like yeah, I was like that's cool. You yeah. Know? There's there's something about like so, um, sociopaths. It's so hard to like, like once they past a certain age it's like it's so hard to like like understand them or have any compassion for them or mm-hmm. for them to like incite compassion in you it just feels like you know what I mean like like as a writer like how are you going to explain this phenomenon yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing essentially and so I in I, I kind of I feel for the writers I feel for the director I don't I don't know how you can give this film this character any closure or, or empathy because they just so they're like a broken like whatever a vase or whatever I don't know did you watch a Gone Girl or read the book mm-hmm. and I had the same feeling like like, like the, those kind of films about sociopaths I just I it's hard for me to like connect I mean obviously mm-hmm. it's hard for me to connect but right. it's it's hard for me to even to see them as like the main character because they, they end up being so like I like I don't care if the mom dies right I don't care if the dad dies he's you know he's close to death the mom is, um, I, don't, like, I don't know why she's, she wants to live, right? The bohemian projectionist, I am like, you're, you're annoying me, die. <laughs> you know, like the annoying sister that has Jeez. it. Uh, sis, 
the annoying sister that has everything. Talk about a sociopath. Yeah, I, know. I don't worry about this. <laughs> but Yikes. you know what I mean? Like, none of these characters had, and maybe it's like us watching it through a point of view, that none of these characters had any redeeming value. I still think there's something to the fact that the way they made them die didn't seem very shocking. I mean, I think mm. maybe you're right, but I also think there's something about the way the deaths and murder got delivered to us was purposefully uh, sugar, like there was sugar on it. So it was mm. easy to take mm. and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you killed that person. Yeah. Like, I think there's something to the fact that you found all of those people's deaths not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. That church scene, when they, were sat, when they were sitting outside the church mm-hmm. and before the dance, I liked that a lot because of how confident she was and how yeah. like single-minded she was and then the flip side of that and how painful that was mm-hmm. that was really effective and the monologue was it, it felt like someone wrote this monologue with with the um, hope that all these acting students across the country be like mm-hmm. i'm gonna pick that monologue yeah. and do right. that for my audition I can see that. <laughs> yeah there's some poor high school theater teacher who's like god no really again <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in, in in some ways, I feel like maybe this is actually a, a pretty well written film, well written character film, I should say. Mm-hmm. We won't know until we all watch X together. That's true. Are we Are we gonna watch X together? We might have I don't to. Think we have to. <laughs> we might have to rent out. We might have to we rent out that theater. theater. <laughs> get to say we need the remote. Yeah. I'm only doing it if I get the remote. The other interesting thing was like clearly the the film must have been produced after the quarantine mm-hmm. and so they were able to draw a lot, a lot draw a lot of panels between was it the spanish flu I spanish guess? flu yeah. yeah and um and covid19 so that was interesting too mm-hmm. yeah. i agree i just want to say the other thing that really drove me nuts was the music the music was on everywhere like just like trying to tell you so much and it drove me insane the coen brothers when they do something similar in this in this vein they use like sound effects and whatnot and the music here was i don't even know why it was like there at times in the monologue which was one of the most like amazing scenes in this film it was trying to creep it was silent and it was great and then the the music tried to creep underneath that monologue and i was like shut up it didn't hit me at a point i mean me neither. I mean, I just, it felt very, like, vintage kind of film to me, like, music. Mm. But. So, any uh, theater experiences you want to share with us? I'll give my my standard spiel on this. So, well, I, and I've got a new one. So, there's two experiences I almost always talk about. One is The Matrix. You know, it's one of the, it's like the perfect, perfect storm. Keanu Reeves, so the bar is super low. You're, you really just think you're watching trash. And, like, just getting blown away by the tech, by the story, by the cinematography, by the, the way they constructed scenes and just everything they did. And, the, you know, the story, in a way, was, was deeper than it turned out to be, at least in your head. Um, and just re- I walked out of that theater and I ended up seeing the movie, like, three or four times. Um, in the theater, I bought a DVD player in order to buy the Matrix DVD mm-hmm. to then have a DVD release party at my house to watch the Matrix. Um, and from a movie-going perspective, it's just that's the movie to me that I've never that no movie has been as good as that movie-going experience was. Um, the other is the beauty of like going to the theater, and it has to do with just base comedy. It's American Pie. I went to that on opening weekend 
and the theater was packed. I don't know, it's Friday or Saturday night. Full theater. Everyone is super just either drunk, stoned, who knows. But like, so very active audience, which sometimes can suck. But everyone just got so into it and the laughter was so loud and contagious. I don't think I've been that happy and smiley after watching a movie again. Like it was crazy. Like, and you only get that going to theater. Can't have it at home. You know, there's no way to recreate that moment except packed house, opening weekend. Nobody really knows what they're watching. Um, and it was awesome. Castor? <laughs> I'm going to have to be invited back to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think I saw Titanic. There like... it is. <laughs> she was trying to hide that. <laughs> I mean, I thought about that, but I was like, don't do it. <laughs> I do remember going to certain comedies where it's like we're all in it together. Like everybody, yeah. the laughter and everything. And it's just so good. And I cannot remember, honestly, like a good comedy that I've seen. I think probably the last one was Bridesmaids that I saw in the theater. Oh, that, that was good. That, yeah, that was good. Um, laughing hysterically. And also there was like a, I don't know if it was this film or not, but I think it was also a comedy. Um in the beginning where people were like sitting down and the lights were like dim a guy walked in and he like completely wasn't paying attention and he just like fell over a seat and, like <laughs> i'm talking like legs in the air like flipped over the seat and like everybody started laughing um thank you guys oh thanks for thank the invite you. man this was this fun. fun let's do it again yeah <laughs> Hey everybody, we hope you enjoy these conversations. A very special thank you to all of our guests. Once again, for show notes, visit us at returnerspod.com. Thank you for listening.